Welcome to one more episode Micro Podcast Digital Transformation Industry 4.0 and Emerging Technology. I am Vijay Gupti and I am your host today. With me is Ravi Ramarao. Ravi is GM and Chief Architect, I4.0 Digital Transformation and Smart Manufacturing, I Robert Bot Engineering and Business Coach. Ravi, welcome to our podcast. Can you please introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, good morning good afternoon good evening uh, you know vijay and others uh, you know wherever they are whatever whatever time zone they are in and it's a, a great year 2020 very fantastic year once in a century we get this kind of things so you know it has changed the perspective of the world to a large extent and uh, thanks vijay for pulling me in for this wonderful conversation and uh, briefly about myself i don't want to talk a lot about myself you know briefly about myself i got 30 years of experience i have uh, done an end to end digital transformation uh, starting from the sensors and right up to the uh, boardroom and um, i have been also you know uh, in the um, in national productivity councils uh, uh, chief expert national expert for the industry 4.0 and uh, i believe in sensors software solutions and platform is the way forward and game changers are going to be end to end digital supply chain however it has to be domain driven the business benefit will be driving it that's what i mean it as domain driven technology enabled technology has advanced and it's still advancing at a pace which nobody is able to really you know predict so it has to be tied down very very closely with the technology enablers and then comes interoperable systems you can't have systems operating in silos excellent wonderful systems but they are on silos that's not the way forward so these are the game changers end to end digital supply chain domain driven technology enabled interoperable systems sensors software solutions and solutions on platform is the way forward yes vijay good to know ravi so my next question is about you know uh, we have been going into the digital transformation industry 4.0 era what kind of challenges uh, you see ravi yeah i i think you know uh, vijay um, more than challenges i will say as possibilities and also opportunities uh, if you really look at as industry 4.0 all other industrial revolutions industry 1.0 2.0 3.0 all happened and then people started talking about it there have been n number of material available in the web and people can go through that after it has happened people were talking about it however industry 4.0 they have said this is industry 4.0 and we or part of the journey so the screen has been lifted up saying that hey we are into industry 4.0 so we are in the happening phase of it in this context the perspective completely changes when you are a part of the journey you don't realize what exactly is possible but there are tremendous possibilities one of the favorite things you know which i always used to you know uh, talk about it is um, if you if you have seen most of us you know in in asia and also mostly in india 
people would have seen the movie uh, bahubali mm, true that movie see movie is is about what it's about fantasy you think of a hero mm. you know you imagine yourself as that hero in movies i mean in fiction in all these things uh, we want to you know uh, bring that person which is beyond us in us and then think that oh all these things you know we can do it i don't think anybody brought it so beautifully you know like the way bahubali had done it you imagine suddenly a hero he wants to climb up the mountain he climbs up he should be lifting a very big boulder he he lifts it up and something a statue which is just falling down he comes mm. there and he holds it these are all fantasies right that's right. movies now imagine such a platform is given into a an engineering area that is mm. industry 4.0 so you have to unlearn a lot of things take for instance we have been used to this planning when you take production planning we always used to have this monthly plan mm. nobody questioned why there was a monthly plan in those days that is how the supply chain was and you thought making a monthly plan was an ideal way you can't have a, a three months plan and then try to catch up and all so it is an adjustable way of doing it okay let's have a, keep a monthly plan and keep adjustments within that month and then always we do the catch up in the end do does it have a relevance now monthly plan i believe yes but then can we have a plan which is on a daily basis which can be on a shift basis and per hour basis if it can be refined to such an extent if the supply chain is able to give you that kind of a visibility that is what is your dynamic scheduling is all about am i right vijay yes true true ravi so this level of possibility exists but how many organizations are leveraging that to the maximum extent possible this is mm. what i meant we have to unlearn quite a bit of things why we should hang on to that monthly and then fortnightly as a concept we should think hey we should have a plan on an hourly basis and the supply chain should be like an orchestra and that should respond to my demands if the customer is going to come and say that hey look my car is going to get fabricated tomorrow that means even today i can come back and tell you i can change the color of my car and i want certain things to be fitted inside can you do it if you can say that yes i can do that and expose your production line to the customers i think they are going to say wow so the possibilities are phenomenal so some of the things what i said about business benefits number 
greatest business benefit you are going to give an unbeatable customer experience so this is the top one thing i would say yeah vijay your thoughts uh absolutely agreed uh, ravi on this perspective uh, see that's the need of the day uh, you know in the dynamic changing of the technological and the world perspective also people think should think innovatively not only people right industry also should think innovatively and act upon it for a futuristic vision yeah now comes the question which you posed challenges so the challenges when you are going to really look at it most of the work is done by the msmes the medium small micro enterprises in fact there have been n number of statistics data points to say that to show that about 60% of the work is being carried out in manufacturing by msmes now these msmes they need yeah a fantastic outlook in terms of technology adoption when i take confined to india where i have done a, a very good amount of deep research into msmes the adoption level is very low in some cases it is poor so while bigger corporates they want to have they allowed to have this kind of a, a a dynamic supply chain they are on the ground they are challenged even to get visibility of their own suppliers this is the biggest challenge that they face so how can you make that end to end supply chain digital this is the biggest problem i am talking about discrete industry because when we talk about manufacturing i carry a, a very unique combination of both process as well as discrete mm. and also i have a, a very good expertise in operational technologies and also an excellent exposure into how it can enable can support supplement ot True. so interoperability so this is a, a a holistic view i generally carry which helps me so what i see when i say that you know in manufacturing i am talking more about discrete here when you go into process manufacturing it is entirely different but the challenges lie lot more in discrete manufacturing so i take a pass here vijay uh yes ravi i think uh, uh you have touched the level because i also i'm also seeing a technological shift in msme because of this pandemic i have couple of instances where i came across msmes uh, trying to adopt this digital transformation industry 4.0 initiative as you rightly said ravi uh, i think uh, the challenge is still ahead lies ahead because of this cost and technology know how and reach and problem areas and many more absolutely see uh, one of the things what i see this is across the industry not just necessarily from msmes the human brain it functions in a peculiar way 
nobody has figured out in its entirety why it functions like that. When it is posed with enormity of changes, it, it, ta it behaves like a tortoise. It tries to go under a, a very, very powerful shelter. And here, the shelter is, let's go slow. A lot of things are happening, let's go slow. And I'm appalled this go slow process has been happening for many years in the past now. There have been a lot of challenges because of COVID-19. But one biggest benefit for manufacturing is it has broken the mindset of manufacturing industries. It has shaken up the fundamentals like nobody else has done, which is a big positive for manufacturing. And that is expediting that digital transformation journey, Vijay. Uh, fantastic, Ravi, for sharing a valuable insights. So now my question is about the uh, the, the models, the business models. How are you seeing uh, that going to shape it up in a post-COVID era? Okay, uh, it's a you know predicting a future is always a, a very difficult thing. Again, I will fall back on COVID. Nobody would have predicted something like COVID happening one year back. It all started sometime around the fall of last year, you know, somewhere, somehow it started and then nobody thought that, you know, it will spread and it will change the way how we are thinking, we are living. And we have taken mask as the default, you know, attire into our faces. So what I, believe is you can make one can make a calculated assessment an informative guesswork you can tell about how the future can be uh, in my assessment the product market that is owning a product will slowly fade away more and more servitization will become the norm. I'll give you a simple example. The storage space, we have been used to all those floppy disks and then you know now the uh, removable media and in between we had the CDs and DVDs and all. But now if you look at any laptop, you know, you don't have a CD drive at all. And uh, uh, cloud is default, it is becoming a storage space. In future, maybe, you know, we may be paying to even retrieve our own data which is being stored in the cloud because we will not have storage medium with us to even make some storage as a possibility. So like that, owning a product will slowly fade away. I'm not able to put a time frame into it because the adoption rate is not really as expected, but certainly, you know, owning a product is going to go away. 
most of it is going to be only as a a service driven so somebody is going to instead of uh, uh, someone buying a ro water filter somebody will come and install that water filter and then you know we will be paying only per liter per gallon for the usage of the water it has come in 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 some places and all in some countries but not universally so this is one example and this um your electric cars once they start coming in um i don't know how many people will be buying the cars and that can also become a huge uh, uh, service model you know today you want to drive an apple car tomorrow you want to drive a, a android car so such kind of things will come and uh, paper use you drive a vehicle park it anywhere leave it anywhere somebody comes you don't drive actually because it will become a driverless car so product owning is going to go away services are going to come in so this shift organizations should be aware of it uh, so mostly you are talking rabi of the service as a model that's what yes. the future will be absolutely yeah yeah absolutely i also agree totally agree with that right? but we are seeing a shift slowly slowly i think right down the line uh, when, uh you can see that right most and more companies will go into a service model and that becomes a reality i think so you know you you, you can't escape from that yes yes so my next question ravi is about i know we talked about challenges opportunities and also the business models so we would can, can we talk something on the use cases right on the, which you worked or which you have seen and what are what are the experiences right over there yeah uh when we are going to talk about the use cases there is a lot of talk regarding the technologies especially on machine learning and then you know associated with that it comes uh, ar vr and we also talk about the cyber physical systems how can you make the machine learn without really having a base infrastructure in place so while you are doing a digital platform is basically a base for someone to start working on machine learning so the use cases pretty much the the companies we have come up with <coughs> excuse me the companies which have come up with a base layer in terms of a digital platform where there is a reasonable amount of technologies both ot and it in place now they are making the machine learning as the next step to enable the next level of ar vr ar is also there in place but what i am saying is advanced level of augmented reality where we go into the virtual reality space so the use cases are getting split with the game end in mind as machine learning ar vr and the journey starts with putting a 
proper digital platform which can support that. So this is one use case. The other one which is happening is every product is now become intelligent. Everyone wants to have an IP enabled product. So this is opening up great amount of possibilities both in the organization which is producing and also into the organizations where this product is getting installed, sold, serviced, whatever way it is. The networks are vulnerable now. And hackers are always looking for an opportunity to get into an enterprise network. We know what happened to the Tesla car a few years back, how the hackers, you know, hacked into the system and created havoc. So they want to grab headlines. So cybersecurity is also a dominant use case which is happening in the industry. Yeah, Vijay. Yeah, no, I would like to add two cents into this, Ravi, because off late when we when we are talking to clients also, there is a, a new, I have not said new technology or whatever, the people are talking more on the digital twins. Can you also throw some light on that? Good. So uh, digital twins is also an important element which can play a vital role in terms of understanding the behavior of your equipment over a period of time. And it also enables a remote maintenance as a possibility. This is a very, very handy tool when you are going to servitize your offerings. When you are going to put up your equipment into your service model, all the more you are now concerned that availability of the equipment so that you know you are able to give 99.9999 whatever percentage of you know availability your customers. So digital twins is also a key thing which is happening. Uh, okay, got you Ravi. And also I'd like to add one, like, I know they, they, we keep on talking about uh, uh, different, different technologies, but also can you throw some light on the edge computing, which is getting also quietly popular? Yeah, see Vijay, if you if you take uh, digital twins and the edge computing, you know, these are all mandatory, as I said, uh, these are all your, your, your base layers for your ultimate goal of a virtual reality and your mm -hmm. artificial intelligence data-driven predictive uh, way of you know doing things in terms of autonomous uh, mode of operations so okay. that base layer is what i meant as your digitization of your network and when you do that cyber security it becomes hand in glove you can't leave one and chase one. So that is the kind of a thing. Okay, got it, got it. I think that definitely audience will love the way we discussed and the way we are sharing things, which, which is the need of the day. 
So my next question is mainly on the other uh, career opportunities, Ravi. I know we are talking a lot of technologies and other new business norms. So what kind of advice uh, we can give uh, to the uh, freshers, students and professionals, at least in the next two to five years, and what kind of career opportunities uh, you can see? Yeah, this is a, a brilliant question, Vijay. I know I love to associate myself with uh, uh, the young ones, the ones who are in the college and schools, uh, as they say, catch them young. You know, you, you also stay young. Um, it's a great, great opportunity for youngsters. They have to think very, very differently in terms of how they want to really shape up their careers. Part A, academia has got a particular way of bringing up a student. You can't get away from that. So you have to go through that tunnel. However, they have to be more visible. They should be participating in hackathons. They should be, you know, visible in LinkedIn's. I don't see a lot of youngsters, you know, who are active on LinkedIn's. They have to be active on LinkedIn's and uh, they have to be publishing, sharing what little they are doing, you know, into these kind of platforms. They have to be looking at how they can be a part of bigger things which is happening across the world because no one individual i mean a corporate or a particular department or a specialized unit is capable of addressing the problems they are trying to address because the enormity of the problem the challenges are really very 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 high so innovation is the key word this is what the youngsters have to carry it on the top of the mind. How can I innovate something? It could be very small thing. How can I innovate? So this is an entrepreneur mindset they should have. And I'm not talking a utopian concept. I'll just give you a very, very good example, live example. This has happened uh, uh, a few years back, I think about four or five years back. See, I live in a town, Pollachi, which is about 40 kilometers from Kaimatur. And one of the colleges, you know, in the, the, the rural side, which is doing very well, there, you know, like any other college, they also run uh, their own uh, uh, canteens, that is the mess, uh, for the hostelites and stuff like that. So one of the main consumption has been bread. So one of the students came up with the idea of why should I, or the, the educational institution should buy bread from outside. He said, it's a simple one. It's a baking machine. Why can't I make it as a project? You see Vijay, it's a spark, it's a thought, mm. right? Right. And 
when when you know you give life to it you see what all the changes it has happened so True. he made the machine he put it into the um, you know college canteen it starts making breads now this boy completes the course now he says i know this machine well why can't i take this as a my property and start serving it right you don't have mm. to worry about maintenance of this and all those kind of stuff and then he works with the institution and says that can i make more machines and sell it to others also this management right. is superb i know them very well personally they are so magnanimous and they said why not go and do that now this boy has become an entrepreneur Yeah, so this is what this is what the spark i am not talking about anything digital here i am talking only about the mindset all other things it just follows whether you are talking about industry 4.0 or 7.0 7.0 or rocket science it all follows so the students have to have that mindset wherever i am i am not at a disadvantage if i am able to think which is of relevance and which is of purpose and which is of value to my customer and digital and this industry 4.0 and this transformation they provide ample opportunities for everyone if there are 10000 students who are into this and if they are all attentive they have that innovative mindset i am not exaggerating all those 10000 guys will find something to do and make a name for themselves no doubt about it uh fantastic ravi for sharing your experience and advices to the audience especially to the student and fresher community uh thanks ravi for joining us uh and sharing your valuable insights on the business benefit challenges and the business models and also uh, use cases thank you for joining us again thanks vijay it has been a wonderful conversation and uh, your questions are insightful and uh, thank you once again